Hey, everyone. Welcome to another podcast. This is the 41 Strong Podcast. Chuck Tate here. This is my good friend, Jason Williams. Lifelong friend, man. We've been Man, we've been we've been hanging a long, long time. Many, many moons. Many, many <laughs> moons. Yeah. So, what you may not know is um, Jason and his wife Sarah. Um, they um, have partnered with my wife and I for more than 19 years. They helped us launch our church. Going on 20 years ago, we actually moved from Oklahoma to Illinois, back home, 20 years ago to plant the church, and. Um, Next Memorial Day weekend, we will celebrate 20 years of RC, and you have not only been serving as a uh, an elder, you know, um, on our, our board of trustees the entire time, but you have been throwing down the bass all how, 19 years playing playing the bass for Rock Church. Just man, how's that? It's uh, it's incredible. Uh, if you I tell people this: If you would have told me that I get I would get to play play the bass um, the way I get to in church in church instead of playing in uh, you know just in bars and stuff, which you know it's okay if you do that, but if you had uh, told me that, I never believed it. I never believed that we uh, that we just get to we get to worship and have some church, man. We get to man. It's yeah. it's a it's a wonderful it's amazing yeah. so yeah and um, been doing been doing it a, a long time so it's been no, cool, come on man. so thanks for your <laughs> your friendship your leadership and your bass playing abilities it, come on you make it easy to of course we're friends <laughs> but you make it easy to work with brother yeah, you're easy yeah. to is it a pa- very few pastors out there in the world today have a pastor's heart and um, this pastor really does so yeah, that's well, the that's the difference brother thanks man appreciate it so. Um, Today we're gonna we're gonna talk about love. Um, we're in a series at our church called Exuberant, and um, just a few days ago, I will talk about that. We'll unpack that. But um, this coming into the weekend, I was not scheduled to to teach. Was not scheduled right. to preach. And our executive pastor woke up with laryngitis, couldn't talk, and I found out Saturday that I was preaching not just the whole weekend but saturday night at five we have two sunday mornings of course nine eleven, and um i was like uh-oh whoops um, here we go <laughs> so i said hey man send me your notes <laughs> what's the word say about so, be ready so, yeah. in, in season and out be ready to yes in an instant <laughs> that is it man always be ready so um i um went ahead and um got my notes together or took his notes and um looked at them tweaked them to 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 so it would feel as it was uh, mine, you know, we're kindred spirits, but, um, and, um, and then, um, so anyway, I just want to give a shout out to our executive pastor, Chris, for, um, man, throwing down, putting together an excellent message, and um, in that message, we shared nine ways to demonstrate love, and we're going to share those nine ways with you today, whether you're watching or, or listening, because we're living a day where Man, our our culture is is jacked up. Our nation is divided, and it, the church needs to do a better job. And when I say the church, I mean me, me too. We need to do a better job of of loving people. We need to love like Jesus. We need to live like Jesus. And if we love Jesus the way we're supposed to, it will be easier to live like Jesus. You know, living like Jesus, loving like J- Jesus is separated by one letter and that's the letter I. So I need to do <laughs> a better job and if I can lean into God and get close to him and get in his word then I'm going to be able to love the way that he wants us to because people need Jesus. People 
Um, people are hurting, people are broken. Perhaps you're watching or listening today and you're going through a season where you feel like, man, I'm just, I'm just a mess up. I'm a, I'm a mess up. I've, 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 man, my, my past is, is counting me out. And let me, let me just, we'll just begin today by um, sharing a story. Um, um, talking, let's just talk football for a second, right? Everybody likes football, just about, mm-hmm. except for my wife. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you might be familiar with um, a, an elite college player who not only won the Heisman Trophy, but made it to the NFL, but because of off-the-field controversy is no longer in the NFL. And I'm talking about a guy by the name of Johnny Manziel. I mean, Mr. Right. Money Man. And he was um, cocky and arrogant, um, had a lot of pride, and kind of felt like he was bulletproof. But what, what, what's sad is so much raw talent. So if, you're, if you are a football fan, then you're probably familiar with Johnny. He played for Texas A&M. Let me give you just a, a little bit of background information for, the, for those that aren't football fans or unfamiliar. Um, Johnny Manziel broke numerous NCAA and SEC records. Um, he led Texas A&M to the, a Cotton Bowl victory with a 41-13 victory over Oklahoma, which was huge. He was the first freshman and fifth player in NCAA history to throw for 3,000 yards in a season, but also to run for an additional 1,000 yards. So he threw for 3,000 yards. He ran for 1,000 yards. He became the first freshman to win the Heisman Trophy, the Manning Award, and the Davey O'Brien National Quarterback Award. A natural. Yeah, just a natural. Drafted by the, by the Cleveland Browns. Some people wondered, hey, is this guy too short to make it in the NFL? But everything up to that point said he can do it. Um, he just... He was, he was confident every time he scored a touchdown. And if you're watching us live, then you can see me doing this today. He always held up his yep. fingers, man, I'm money, I'm money. And, and in my opinion, that's what, that's what contributed to his downfall. We know the scripture says pride. Uh, man, you know what? Pride will, will take us out yeah. every, every time. But um, anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. So here's, here's what happened. He got drafted by the Cleveland Browns, but then... He had numerous off-the-field controversies. He was pulled over by the police. He's arguing with his girlfriend. He was benched for a video that he was shown partying in. Then he lied about the timeline of that video. And then on the eve of his rookie season, I mean, we're talking the, the final game of his first year in the, in the NFL, he was spotted in a Vegas casino. And... Um, the Cleveland Browns just said, you know what, we're done with this. You know, either a professional or you're not, and unfortunately, you're not. And they released him and um, cut him. After he was cut, his woes continued. He was arrested uh, with, for domestic violence. He was then suspended four games for violating the NFL's drug policy. And um, the reality is he has yet to be re-signed by another team. Apparently, what I've read, he's working hard. He's trying for a comeback. And um, I hope, I really do, I hope he comes back. I hope he can get it together. I hope he can get his character. Is, yeah, I hope it's transformed his life. He's obviously been, been humbled. You know, and it's really easy to, to hear a story like that and say, man, what an idiot, and point our finger at Johnny Manziel. But the truth is, I'm Johnny Manziel. You're Johnny Manziel. Or, yeah. Those of you that watch and listen today, We've all messed up. We've all um, done foolish things to um, derail us at times. It's so easy to even derail ourselves from our destiny because of, you know, bad, bad choices. 
you know what? We serve a God, though, who can help us overcome. We serve a God of the comeback. I love the fact that Moses committed murder and then hid for 40 years, and God still chose to use him when he became the rescuer of Israel. So no matter where you're at today, no matter what you've done, your past does not stop you from being used by God in the future. So today is another day, another opportunity to make things right so we can start loving Jesus the way the way that we're supposed to so we can live an exuberant life. So let me give you the exuber- the definition of exuberant. It means filled with or characterized by a lively energy and excitement, abounding in vitality, extremely joyful and vigorous. So let me ask you this, OJ. Is it possible, no matter what we've done, no matter what our circumstances are right now, is it possible to live a vigorous, exuberant life? Yes. Absolutely. It is. With, with the Lord, with Jesus in your life, with uh, you allowing him to... You let his love flow through you and let be, allow yourself to be loved by him. It can definitely, you can definitely live an exuberant life. All right, so here's him. the deal. We're going we're gonna to go to Galatians chapter 5 because um, Galatians 5 confirms that our, that our flesh is weak. Our spirit, um, because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, is strong and they're constantly doing battle. When we give in to the flesh, when we give in to our sinful desires, it produces bad fruit in our life. Why don't you give us some of these examples right here? Bad fruit, All right. sexual immorality, lustful pleasures, sorcery, impurity, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger. That seems to be very appropriate for today, the what? outburst of anger. What? <laughs> the political- outburst? Yeah, come on. I hate Donald Trump. I hate Hillary Clinton. I hate this oh, senator. And oh, I hate you because you like him. <laughs> Did you just go there? Really? Yeah, I just yeah, went yeah. there. Because that's right. all you hear. So outbursts of anger and dissension and division seems to be a very appropriate things to talk about today. Yeah, yeah. So it's so important for us to walk in the Spirit. When you become a Christian, when you confess Jesus to be the Lord, the Word says that the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, lives inside of us. And if we will allow His Spirit to direct us, we will avoid pitfalls. We will avoid crashing and burning like we were talking about Johnny Menzel. We can avoid some sure hardship if we will allow ourselves to be led by the Spirit. Now the good news is if we do get off track and we give in to our flesh and we find ourselves doing some of the things that, that OJ just just read, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So today is a new day. It's a new opportunity to be used by God. It's an opportunity for us to turn from our sin, turn to him, so we can say, you know what, from this point on, I'm going to be led by the Spirit. I'm going to get into the Word. I'm going to get into, I'm going to spend time in worship. I'm going to make sure that I am um, being a part of a, of a local church so I can be strengthened, so I can have the Word poured into me, so I can be encouraged. I'm going to make it a point to spend time in the Word on my own because the Word says in Second Timothy, study to show yourself approved unto God. Yeah. Jude verse 20 says, build yourself up in a most holy faith. So if we will do that and lean into God, that is going to produce good fruit. And we talked about yes. some, some bad fruit, but we want to focus on the good fruit. So when the Holy Spirit is active in our lives, that's how we live an exuberant life. And when we're living an exuberant of life, there are nine attributes of the fruit of the Spirit that are going to flow out of us, that are going to permeate our very being. OJ, why don't you tell us what those attributes are? Love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There you go. Those are the nine attributes of the fruit of the Spirit. Now, I also want to point out there's a difference between fruit and gifts. Yes. There's a difference between the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is based on relationship, all right? Jason has four kids, all right? And those kids came out of a relationship with his wife, Sarah. I have two kids, came out of a relationship with my wife, Annette, all right? I, I joke with my son sometimes. I say, you're the fruit of my loins, boy! <laughs> and right? he goes, no. <laughs> he, there, Dad. So, so we know that fruit is, is based on relationship, all right? And when we cultivate our relationship with God, good fruit is going to be the result, the fruit of the Spirit. There aren't nine fruits. There's one fruit, but that fruit has nine attributes. And Jason just read them. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Verse 25 of Galatians says this, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part. Not just some of the parts, not most of the parts. Every part. Every part. All. Amen. So this is why 1 Peter 3.16 says, Be holy because I'm holy. That word holy in the Greek literally is translated as set apart. So we're called to be set apart. We want to live different. We want to live like Jesus. We want to love like Jesus. So let's talk about nine ways we can demonstrate love. Because here's what Jesus said in John. He said, The world will know we are Christians by our love for each other. That's John 13, 35. The world will know we are really a true follower of Jesus by our what? Love. By our love and by for our love for each other. So church, if we can't get along, why in the world would the world want anything to do with our Jesus? So we need to love like, love like Jesus. Amen? Amen. Love is what distinguishes us from the rest of the world. And this agape love, as it's called in Scripture, this unconditional love, can only be found in a believer. So we need to demonstrate that love. All right? That attribute of the fruit of the Spirit needs to flow out of us. You know, we said there's a difference between the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. All right? The gifts, we can't earn them. We just, we just receive them from God. And there's lots of gifts. I mean, the gift of tongues and prophecy and faith and healing and helps. So many different gifts that need to be utilized, that need to be used. But the Apostle Paul said, if we don't have love in our life, then those gifts are meaningless. Useless. So we're like a clanging gong or symbol. In fact, Paul also said our message, the message, the gospel, the good news doesn't mean anything if we can't communicate it in love and if we can't demonstrate love so we're going to spend the rest of this podcast today talking about the importance of love and the importance it is for for us to to demonstrate not just to believe it not just to talk about it i mean it's one thing for us to talk about love on this podcast but i have to practice this there's a lot of talk out there about love phony love a lot of talk a lot of talks we need to demonstrate it so let's let's kick it all right let's give let's give nine ways to demonstrate love our key Scripture is found in the in the book of First Corinthians, chapter thirteen. In fact, I challenged our church this past weekend um, to read First Corinthians thirteen every day for seven days. Maybe you want to join us and begin today. I recommend using U version. Put the app on your phone and maybe even read a different translation every day. We will learn 
so much about love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 tells us what love is and what love isn't. I'm not going to read it now. You can go ahead and, and read it later. But this, we do know that it is these things. Love is patient. It's kind. It's celebratory. It's helpful. It's enduring. It's hopeful. It's faithful. We know that love is not this. We know it's not jealous. It's not boastful. It's not proud. It's not rude. It's not selfish. It's not irritable. It's not grudgeful. It's not jealous. Nope. So, so let's unpack that right now. Nine practical ways to demonstra- demonstrate love. Give us the first one, OJ. Demonstrate patience. That's a hard one. That is a hard one. Wow. So if we're going to demonstrate love, then we're going to demonstrate patience. Yeah. Now, for those that um, still prefer the King James Version, it says long-suffering. Love is long-suffering. Suffering. In other words, we need to learn to suffer along with some people. I mean, there are some people that are harder to love than others. Yes. There are some people that require extra patience than others. Right? Extra, extra patience. Extra patience. Usually a co-worker uh, or a friend or some acquaintance you know. Or someone, someone deal with at church. <laughs> <laughs> or somebody who was in front of you slowing down at a green light. That requires long-suffering for me. When I'm driving and I'm rushing my kids to school and somebody slows down at a green light because they think it's going to turn yellow, that makes me crazy. His hat flies off. (laughs) And God is still working on me. I'm a work in progress. I admit, sometimes I I lay into my horn. What are you doing? Do not slow down. Green means go. Go. Right? It does not mean slow down. Yellow means speed up and get through the light. (laughs) To me. All right? No. So so I have to demonstrate patience. I can't be rude to to people. I got to stop blurring my horn and, you know, uh, Man, that'll preach. It will. So we need to... A lot of people have... The traffic today is bad, so it's it's hard to... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know some of you watching and listening today, you have a family member that requires extra patience. Are you willing to be long-suffering with that person? Let me ask you a couple questions. How do you respond to the flaws and weaknesses in others? How do you respond to that difficult co-worker who chomps her gum and drives you insane, right? How do you respond to those who have perhaps offended you? Are you willing to overlook that offendance? Are you willing to love like Jesus? And I have to ask myself, am I willing to love like Jesus? Am I willing to look, overlook offenses? You know, being being a pastor, um, yeah. there's a lot of opportunity to, to be hurt um, at times, and I have learned that I need to do my best to be patient with people and not to take things personal. And it's hard, man. You know, when we we have coffee and there's times that, man, I I need to demonstrate patience because there's times where people are rude and mean. And we we give people the word. And and, and let me just say this. The majority of the people are awesome. I love pastoring. I love being a shepherd. It's what God's called me to do. It is so rewarding. So please don't be confused. The majority of the time, it, it's it's awesome. But yeah. then there are days where you just, where I need to practice this. I need to be long-suffering. There's sometimes you're like, man, don't you get it? It's right here in the Word. You're calling yourself a Christian, and then come on, come on. You know, be more passionate about Jesus than your political affiliation. Amen. All right, it's all about Jesus. If you're a believer, Jesus is not Republican or Democrat. All right, he's Jesus. 
Jesus. Let's love like Jesus. Let's live like Jesus. Let's demonstrate patience with people on social media. I think that's a big one. Yes. I mean, if you're on Twitter, right, you got to demonstrate patience. If you're on Facebook, oh my gosh, we've got to demonstrate oh, patience wow. sometimes. It's so easy. We just want to just fire back, all right? And we're spending a lot of time on this because apparently we need a lot of help with this, yeah. right? That's a big one. <laughs> all right, what's the second one? We got, so we got to demonstrate patience. The second way to demonstrate love is this. Kindness. Demonstrate kindness. That's he right. choose to suffer to help someone out. Yeah, so we need to, are we willing to be... Are we willing to be just kind? You know, if, if we're a follower of Jesus and we're going to love like Jesus and live like Jesus, and remember, we're supposed to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, strength, and then the, equal, the second commandment is equally as important. What? Love thy neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. So that's going to require some kindness. You know, I've heard people say, kill him with kindness. We, we, we need to. Yeah. It's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. So if we're a jerk, nobody's listening. Just not, don't be a jerk, right? Don't be a jerk. Yeah. Say thank you. I, I had to look in the mirror and tell Say myself that. Say thank you to people. <laughs> don't, yes. Hold be, the door open for be, someone. Yeah, it's be, simple little things even. Be, be, be kind. Absolutely. All right, number three. Demonstrate a generous spirit. No jealousy. So let's be, let's be generous. Let's not be jealous. There's a lot of people that are walking around just jealous of everybody else. So here's, here's kind of a quick test to take to know whether you're jealous of somebody. Are you excited when you hear about somebody else getting a promotion? Can you celebrate with somebody who's getting a new house? You just got a new house. I did. Man, I hate my house. I'm great. <laughs> I, I'm thankful for my house. Uh, and, and right now, we thanks this house to some hell damage, help. we have yeah. a new roof going on. It's, it's already on. Praise God. And there's some updates going. I love it. Someday, you know, um, we're going to go to that, that next step. But when if you, I could buy him a house, I would do it. I would. <laughs> That's so, for real. So, yeah. And in fact, if you will just send $1,000 today. No, I'm kidding. We'll send you. A, we'll send, send you his you, hat. I'm going to send you one of Moses' sandals. I got. I got two of them. They're kind <laughs> no. of smelly, though. Yeah. Okay. No. So no, but you know what? You you guys just just bought a new home, and yeah. we're so excited for you. Yeah. Are you willing to celebrate when somebody else gets something that you need? Someone else gets your dream car that you've always wanted. Are you happy that they got it? And say no one. Everyone always gets blessed except me. You know. <laughs> Exactly. We need to have big hearts. We need yeah. to be happy for people. We need to demonstrate generosity. Be willing to, man, don't take your frustrations out on your waiter or waitress. No. Kill them with kindness. Demonstrate generosity. Give no a doubt. tip, even though they were horrible. Yeah. Don't keep sending your food back every time you go to a restaurant. If you have a problem with every restaurant you've ever been to, the problem is you. Yeah. If you have a problem with every church you've ever attended, the problem is you. Come on, let's demonstrate love. Let's live like Jesus. Be long-suffering. Let's be kind. Let's be generous. Number four, demonstrate humility. Humility. not No pro- pride or arrogance. Come on, we don't... This is, and this is what got Johnny Manziel in trouble. Yeah. Every time he scored a touchdown, put his fingers up, put his, both of his arms up, and like, hey, I'm money. I got, you know, show me the money. And, you know, when he finally scored a touchdown in the NFL, I mean, they made him pay for that. And unfortunately, he was humbled by a lot of the decisions he made. We can avoid sure pitfalls yes. by simply demonstrating humility. What caused Lucifer to get kicked out of heaven? It was pride. What caused Peter to fall? 
it was pride. We don't even have a lot of time to, 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 to talk about it. We, we, we get it. If we don't humble ourselves, we'll be humbled. Well, something you said Sunday that's just straight to the point. Pride is the quickest way down. Yeah. Think about that. It really is. Yeah. And Who wants to go down? Nobody wants to go down. So even when, when you, God is blessing you and you are experiencing success, remain humble. Don't forget about the little people. Yeah. Keep loving like Jesus. Keep living like Jesus. Don't Continue to demonstrate love. Because remember this, Jesus came to serve. That's right. He yeah. came to serve. He washed his disciples' feet. We live in a culture that wants to be served. We can't let that creep into the church. Me, 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 we me, me, need me. to be willing to serve. Yes. Amen. All right, number five. Demonstrate courtesy. No rudeness. Come on, we want to. We want to be just, just, just courteous, courteous, courteous. We don't want to be courteous. We courtesy. We want to be courte, courteous, right? Um, this is, this is the attribution. Um, this is the attribute that, that takes into consideration how other people feel. We need to be. You know, you said something earlier. When we're talking about kindness, and it goes with with courtesy as well. We need to do, the little things. Yeah. For people, you know, there's been times where, man, I'm running in and grab coffee from, you know, for some staff or whatever, and I'll have my hands full and I'll have a couple, a couple of trays of, of coffees and I'm going to get the door and I see the door. And I'm like, uh oh, how am I going to get this door open? And almost every single time somebody will run over and open that door. Yes. That, that little act of courtesy makes me smile, makes me feel good when I have been willing to do that for others. It can just put a smile on somebody's face by simply being courteous. A bad morning. You just So the other day at Casey's and Morton, I held open a the girl. She had a, I, I wouldn't say dour look on her face, but just, you know, heading to work in the morning. And I just, wait a second, she's coming to open the door and she her, she, her face lights up. She says, thank you. And I, went, I go get my breakfast burrito and I come back and she is just me open the door. She paid for my breakfast burrito. All I did is hold open the door what? for her. That's all I did. What? But it just made her, you know, it, just holding up a door from someone, holding open a door for somebody can change their morning. A little act of you kindness. You never know what's going to happen. Some courtesy led to you being blessed. Yeah. How and cool. I didn't do it for that, but it's like, I was, I mean, I couldn't believe it. It's like, come on, all I, all I did is hold open the door for you, and she bought my, wow. she bought my burrito. It's just. That's cool. That's really cool. Man. Little things. Yeah. You know, let somebody in line at the grocery store sometime. I mean, again. As believers, followers of Jesus, we should be more courteous. More courteous. I'm having a hard time with that word. We can. Courteous. We should be more courteous than, <laughs> than the world. You know, how many times have you been standing in line at the grocery store and you have a basket full of items, and then somebody comes up behind you that only has a loaf of bread? Be courteous. Let them go front. Yeah. Let them Come go on. First. You know what usually happens, and then there's another person that shows up with just you know a can of soda, and then and pretty soon you're letting everybody go ahead of you. It's like <laughs> ten minutes. You're like, I just want to pay for my items. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Be courteous. All right. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's, that might be a few a few weeks ago. I was helping somebody change a tire, yeah. and uh, man, the the police officer walked up to me and goes, "Hey, uh, <laughs> I don't mean to be sarcastic, but do you know what you're doing?" <laughs> I, I, I know how to change a tire. I, I finally got it, but I was trying to be courteous, demonstrate courteous. I mean, oh, courtesy. Courtesy. Oh, all right. Number six. Demonstrate unselfishness. No self-seeking. We need to be unselfish. So to demonstrate love is to demonstrate un. 
selfishness. We need to be selfless. Again, Jesus came to serve. Are we willing to do that? Are we willing to be unselfish? Let someone else have the last donut. Let somebody else have the last donut. Even if it's a even if it's a spud and, nut. I mean and, and let that somebody be me. <laughs> okay. Um number seven, we gotta wrap this up. Number seven. Demonstrate a good temperament. Good temperament. In other words, we know how easy it is to have our buttons pushed, and we know how easy it is to push the buttons of others, especially our married people. When you live with anybody, we we know how to man, I yes. know how to push my wife Annette's button, she knows how to push mine, and I need to do my best not to push them, and I need to do my best not to react when my buttons are pushed. So I yeah. need to demonstrate a good temperament and be like Jesus. We could spend a whole podcast on this one. Oh, man. Let's do it. All right, number eight. Demonstrate truth. Be a truth teller, all right? We need to love does not rejoice at the wrong, but rejoices in the, the right. right. That's what First Corinthians 13 says. We live in a culture, Jason, where... I tell you what, people don't want the truth, Mm-mm. and um, we have to be willing to still speak the truth. We know the gospel's good news. It's not bad news, so we don't need to focus on the negative, but here's the deal. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. We believe because we're a follower of Christ, because Jesus is the one who said it, so we need to embrace what he taught, and we need to say what he said, and he said there's no other way to heaven but through Jesus. We need to stand on that and not... We need to not worry about who that offends or what anybody thinks. We need to say it in love, Mm -hmm. demonstrate love, communicate it in love, but we can't be ashamed to say what Jesus said. And that makes some people mad. That makes some people mad. Here's the deal. Some people, even when you do everything right, even when you demonstrate love, there will be people who will respond with hate. Jesus said it would happen. He said this, listen, if the world hates you, don't ever forget, they hated me first. But then he said this, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Amen. How cool was that? Awesome. So let's be a truth teller. Let is, let's demonstrate truth. All right, I'm going to, um, why don't you read this Rick Warren quote. This is one of my favorite quotes. Our culture has accepted two, two huge lies. The first is that if you disagree with someone's lifestyle, you must fear or hate them. The second is that to love someone means you agree with everything they believe or do. Both are nonsense. You do not have to compromise convictions to be compassionate. That's right. You don't have to compromise to be compassionate. If you disagree with somebody, still demonstrate love. Remember, be long-suffering, especially in social media, all right? Let's be a truth-teller. All right, number nine, our ninth way to demonstrate love, and this is huge. Big one. Demonstrate forgiveness. This is one we all need to work on. Yes. And we know forgiveness is a journey. The bottom line is this, as we get ready to pray and we wrap this up. If you have bitterness in your heart, if you have a grudge towards anyone, today is the day to forgive. Forgiveness doesn't mean you're condoning what happened to you. Forgiveness is meant to set you free. Because unforgiveness doesn't hurt the person you're bitter toward. Unforgiveness destroys you. So today... If we're going to demonstrate love, then we need to demonstrate forgiveness. Don't give in to the bait of the enemy. John Bevere said it best. Unforgiveness is the bait of Satan. Yeah. All right? We're talking about loving like Jesus and living like Jesus. Therefore, we need to demonstrate forgiveness. There's a, a pastor that 
um, not only a pastor, but he used to be the president of the Southern Baptist Convention. This is what he has to say. Jason, what you read? When this? someone becomes bitter, the bitterness takes root in the heart and grows deeper. The world is full of people who have not dealt with that old hurt. They look for things to criticize and people need to find fault with and ways to justify the way they feel. So bitter people, they look for things to criticize. They look for people to find fault with and then they justify how they feel. And we know a lot of people like that. Every yeah. one of us watching, you know. We know people like, like that. that. We And here here's a test. We're going to wrap this up, and I know we're going a little bit longer today, but that's okay. We're going to take this little test to find out if we're bitter, and then we're going to pray about it, all right? All right. Um, number one, the first sign is um, to know whether you might have some bitterness in your heart is, go ahead, Jason. You find yourself becoming hip- hypercritical. Hypercritical. So if, you, if your default response is criticism, if you're critical of everybody and everything, every church is bad, every restaurant can't do it right, every place you go, there's something wrong, we need to look at our heart. Because there's a pretty good chance that we have some bitterness mm-hmm. in there. All right. The second sign is this. You find yourself becoming hypersensitive. So not only some people are hypercritical, some people are, are hypersensitive. These are the people that get their feelings hurt over everything. If you continually and constantly have your feelings hurt, I mean, if it's almost daily, there's a pretty good chance there's something in your heart. Yes. God wants to, to, to weed out, all right? The third, the third sign to know whether or not you're bitter is this. You have become ungrateful for the many blessings you have in your life. If you can't stop and thank God for the roof over your head, you might not have the house you want to be in, but praise the Lord, you have a home. Amen. You might not be driving the, your dream car, but praise the Lord. I mean, you're, you're not riding a bike. Hey, or maybe you're on a, bike. a bike. At least you're yeah. not walking, right? Amen. <laughs> it's... So, Come on. You know, our, we want to make sure that we're not l- living a life where we are just ungrateful yeah. with everything. And then the fourth sign that could reveal whether or not you have bitterness in your heart is this. Are you holding a grudge? A grudge. Are you ticked off at somebody right now? Are you just... Forgiveness. I can never forgive them. I will never forgive you. I can never let that go. Here's the deal. You have to. Because Jesus said, if you want to be forgiven, you have to forgive. Yeah. And that's powerful. And I'm not pointing my finger at you. I'm talking to, to myself. If I want to be forgiven, I have to be willing to forgive. That doesn't mean I condone it. That doesn't mean that I'm okay with what happened. That means I'm letting go and I'm letting God and I'm going to begin my a journey of forgiveness. There are some things that have been done to some of you watching and listening today that should have never been done. Horrific things that you won't even forget. But guess what? When you forgive, you will be set free. Amen. How powerful is that? Very. Amen. Nine ways to demonstrate love. We want to love like Jesus. We want to live like Jesus. Amen. Amen. You want to pray for those watching today? Yeah. Jason. Lord Jesus, I just pray for everyone watching and us and, and uh, that we can um, take these, these attributes, Lord, and, and apply them to our life and that those of us who are hurt and have uh, deep hurts and things that we've not forgiven people for and, and all these things, that we can start to deal with it and hear your word and let you come in and change us and turn us into loving people. That is what the world needs. We need to be loving people. And I just pray that, uh, that people would be, uh, will let you come and do that miracle work and make good decisions about it, Lord. In your name, we thank you for today and this word and everything that you've blessed us all with. In your name, Jesus, amen.
Amen. Well, thank you guys for for watching and listening to 41 Strong today. For more information about 41 Strong, go to ChuckyTate.com, ChuckyTate.com. And for previous podcasts, you can check that out at PeoriaArea.Church, PeoriaArea.Church. All right, for our producer, Mike Sable, for my sidekick and great, great dear friend, Mr. Um, Slamming the Bass Man, OJ, Jason Williams, um, I'm Chuck Tate. We'll see you next week. PeoriaLife.com. <laughs>